My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and he always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello everyone. Thank you so much for coming back to this week's episode. I know it's been a little while since I released an episode, but I kind of had a crazy past couple weeks. I went up to Idaho to train under my dad uh, to become a financial advisor. So that's exciting. So we had some client appreciation events. We hung out. We, well, we didn't just hang out in the office, although I love hanging out with my dad. So it felt like a fun hangout, but we went through different trades. He taught me just a lot of stuff about the uh, client database, all that, and I loved it. So that was really exciting. So that's where I've kind of been the past couple weeks. My boyfriend came to visit me in Idaho. Uh, he took some tests. That was fun. He went on some hiking adventures. It's just been a really crazy time. I'm studying for my finance licenses right now. So I've been going over flashcards on the treadmill, going over flashcards at the kitchen table. I have been making flashcards, hundreds of flashcards every single day. It's just been a flashcard frenzy. So I've been really busy with that, but I want to start putting out podcast episodes every week again, like I was a little while ago, because I just love sharing different ideas with you. And I've been listening to a lot of good sermons, been reading some good books and some articles recently that I would love to share with you all because it helps me in my walk with God and that's really why I made this podcast to share some insight on how um, my walk with God has grown from different things I read and learn about and I just want to share them with you. So today we're actually going to be talking about the topic of anxiety and I titled this episode as The Anxiety Pandemic because I think that obviously a lot of people have anxiety in today's society but sometimes I feel as though it's a bigger issue than it ever has been before. And so I did a lot of research looking at the numbers. I looked at some of the signs behind anxiety. And I really wanted to share the Christian response to anxiety. I know many Christians have their own opinions about anxiety. But I wanted to share the perspective that I've learned about when it comes to anxiety and the one that makes the most sense to me. And some tips on how to get out of anxiety, whether you're a Christian or not, and what I've learned from my own experience. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I hope this episode is really helpful. And also, too, if you have any prayer requests or if you're struggling with anxiety or just with everything going on in the world, please feel free to drop a prayer request at my email. It's girl God's got you at gmail.com. Or you could DM me on the podcast Instagram, girl.godsgotyou on Instagram. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, so I want to start off 
with the favorite quote of the podcast episode today, one that has been really speaking to me, and it actually does have to do with this really good article I found about the Christian response to anxiety. And the author of this article, her name is Heather Riggleman, and she's actually a Crosswalk.com contributing writer. For those of you that don't know Crosswalk.com, it's a website similar to DesiringGod.com or ChristianityToday.com. This is Christianity.com, where this article is from. But it's just um, a good website for different Christian news or different of responses and opinions of hot topics uh, from the Christian standpoint. So if you ever want to know more um, about just the Christian perspective of things, I'd highly recommend those websites. But this woman, she's from Crosswalk.com, and she said that the solution to anxiety, one of the biggest ones she's found because she struggles with anxiety, is that the gospel is everything. And this is what she said to explain this point. For those of us living with anxiety, it feels as though our feelings and thoughts are actively trying to kill us. At the same time, we also know our feelings are lies that cannot and should not ever be trusted. The feeling of dread and panic sends our hearts into our throats and stomachs to the floor. The sense of impeding doom is beyond exhausting, but we do have one anchor. While our feelings try to unmoor us, the gospel anchors us. And I thought this perspective on anxiety was something that not a lot of people have, but I think it is crucial because even if we feel a certain way, that may not be the truth. Even if we feel a certain way, it may not be right. So our feelings could so often distract us of what's actually true, what's actually happening, what's actually logical. And Medical News Daily today released an article and it talked all about, you know, anxiety and I'm going to go more into it. But they shared the kind of a rough draft definition of anxiety. There's obviously the medical definition, but their perception of what anxiety is, is this. Anxiety is only a problem when it extends beyond logical worry in an unreasonable, unwarranted and uncontrollable way. Situations that should elicit no negative emotions all of a sudden seem life-threatening or crushingly embarrassing. So that was their take on anxiety. And I know there's kind of two different definitions of anxiety. There's the stress from life. You're nervous. You're stressed out. A lot's going on. Or I think the most popular type of term for anxiety is that wave of feeling uneasy, the wave of having this uncontrollable fear, and nothing really specifically going on is triggering it. You just have this weird feeling in your being. And I think when this woman, Heather Riggleman, shared this you know, great quote on Christianity.com, she was just saying that our feelings should never be trusted. And I think one of the biggest parts of anxiety that really can entrap people is we feel this sense of uneasiness. We feel this uncontrollable sense of nervousness. Logic can't explain it. And it's our feeling. And so I think that what Heather is really trying to say is that the gospel can anchor us to the truth that can guide us back to God and guide us to feeling closer to him and more at peace because Satan and the devil or the same people obviously but Satan can manipulate our feelings and can make us nervous anxious have these uncontrollable fears but God could bring us back down to reality and logically show us how we could handle our anxious thoughts and our worries So that was just such a great quote, and I'm going to unpack that more, but it really spoke to me a lot because when I was younger, I would say I guess I had anxiety. At the time, we didn't call it that. I will go into this more later, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I just had a lot of nervous thoughts and kind of this 
illogical uneasiness. There was nothing I could explain for this weird sense of fear or this weird sense of worry. I just had it in my being. And being able to connect with God and have him as my anchor, that's the only thing that helped me. And even though I was nine years old and younger, that really is the only thing that brought me back to reality and showed me what really matters in life and what I should be focusing my time and energy on. So I'm going to obviously go more into that a little bit later, but I love that quote and I hope you like it too. And so the song lyrics of the week that I want to share is from the song King of My Heart by Bethel Music. It's a really popular worship song, but I was listening to it on in the car today when I was driving back from church. And one of the sections of the song totally made me think about um, how certain aspects of God can be the solution to our anxiety. So I'm going to share the verses from the song and then I'll explain my perspective on it. So the song says, Let the king of my heart be the wind inside my sails, the anchor in the waves. Oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the fire inside my veins, the echo of my days. Oh, he is my song. And it made me think back to when I was younger, when I was having stressful thoughts and just these uncontrollable senses of uneasiness. And when I finally made the decision, I kind of went through this from the age of 9 to 14 years old. And when I was about to turn 15, I just made this decision that God is really going to be the anchor in my waves. I want him to be the fire inside my veins, the wind inside my sails. And when you make God the center of your life and you make it your mission to glorify him, Everything else that worries you, all these weird thoughts, these weird feelings, they are minuscule when you look at the big picture. And I love this song because it helps bring me back to reality. And at the time, I i mean, this song didn't come out when I was, you know, 14 years old. But if I listened to it again, I'm sure I would have thought the same thing. But it, it brings you back to reality that our whole purpose here on life is to love God, love others, and use our gifts to serve others. And so when we make, we make that the focus of our lives, we could stop stressing out so much about what Satan wants to distract us with, and we could focus more on what God wants to do with our lives. So that's really um, just the quote and the song of the week that I wanted to share, and I thought it pertained really well to this topic. And I want to backtrack a little bit and talk about the reason that I want to even bring up anxiety, because I don't know if you know me personally, but I'm kind of the type of person, when I read all these statistics about anxiety, and when I see a lot of people stressed out about anxiety, I ask myself, okay, is there just more anxiety in the world because people are wimpier? Is it because there's, you know, more traumatic experiences? Is it because people's parents never show them the real world? Or is it because the world's actually hard? I mean, there's two arguments for both sides. Is it because Gen Z, Gen X, millennials are just wimpier, more sensitive, easily offended? Or is the world getting worse? Like, I I try to think about both sides. And for those of you that do know me personally, probably know that I I don't have a lot of sympathy for people with anxiety because... For a while, I thought it was just this construed idea in my head and it wasn't really attached to logic. It, you know, as it says, it's a sense of unreasonable, unwarranted and uncontrollable uneasiness. And I then looked back at my own life growing up and realized, oh, I had that. And in my head, it seemed like a big deal, even though I couldn't logically make the connection of why the heck I was having these weird thoughts. So that's one reason I really wanted to dive in to this topic, because anxiety affects so many people. I'm going to share some statistics here. But if we're able to connect God 
to the topic of anxiety, I think a lot of people will have a deeper relationship with him and will come to know him better. And so that's why I really want to bring this topic more to the Christian light and share the Christian perspective of it. Because for people who don't have anxiety or people that have overcome anxiety, to us it may not seem like a big deal. To us it may seem like people are wimpy or sensitive. But to them, and I've experienced this before when I was younger, it's a big deal and it scares us because we can't control it. So that's why I want to talk about it today and share when I was younger what I was able to do to stop being anxious. I could tell you right now, I do not have anxiety. Uh, as, well, I mean, I stress out about things, but what we term is I have anxiety. I do not have that. I would say I would I have overcome it and I have never had those thoughts come back. I think obviously if I get off my path with God and I'm looking to the wrong things for fulfillment, obviously I'm sure it would come back because what I'm going to be sharing later is I think the root of anxiety is looking to other places in the world other than God for help. But I could tell you that I haven't had those anxious thoughts again. My, I was 15 when, when I was able to overcome it and I'm 20 years old, almost 21 and for six years I haven't had those weird thoughts. And when I was younger I went to counseling. I was in a really dark place like you know suicidal thoughts, all that crap you know and I just I'm so thankful that I'm over it but it really honestly is because of God and his grace. And that's why I want to make this uh, podcast episode because I think a lot of people are dealing with anxiety and I want to share my personal experience with it, how I was able to overcome it and how I really think you can as well. So I want to go back into the Medical News Daily article. So they shared that in August 2018, Barnes & Noble, one of the largest book retailers in the U.S., announced a huge surge in the sale of books about anxiety, a 25% jump in June of 2017. So the main question of this article, when they talked about the Barnes & Noble uh, books, study and how people were buying more books about anxiety. The main question of this article is, does this surge in interest reflect a genuine spike in anxiety or are people simply more aware of it? So it's going into the statistics of it and essentially there has been a bigger spike and people are getting more aware of it. So the answer was twofold. Um, But they shared that the American Psychiatric Association ran a poll on 1,000 U.S. residents in the year 2017, and they found that nearly two-thirds of the people were extremely or somewhat anxious about health and safety for themselves and their families, and more than a third were more anxious overall than the last year. And then in 2018, the poll was ran again, and the numbers of people who had anxiety rose to another 5%. So, sorry, my uh, notification went off on my uh, (laughs) laptop. But yes, so the numbers are rising. And then the Wall Street Journal shared in May 2019 that the generation that was the most anxious was Generation Z, which is the generation that I'm in. And if you're born between the years of 1995 and 2015, you're a Gen Zer. So this article from the Wall Street Journal stated that as more Generation Z people enter the workforce, more young recruits are reporting anxiety than any other generation. This is close behind millennials with 40% reporting anxiety and that surpasses the national average of 34%. So we could see that among young people, the rates of anxiety is growing. And then we're going to look at the second part of the question. Are people addressing anxiety more? Now the article didn't go as much into this second part of the question as it did the first part of the question but from my own personal experience of being a young person and talking with young people and living on a college campus for three years I think that people are addressing anxiety more yes people are and I, I do think it's good that people are being more open about it 
and getting these ideas and these worries off their chests. But I think a lot of people are responding to anxiety with the wrong things. So I wanted to share a statistic that I was looking up about the rise of atheism in the United States. And one of my previous episodes a few back, I was talking about, you know, the reasons I believe in God. And I shared the correlation between mental health and atheism. But I found another statistic quite literally that exact topic and it's according to Barna Research and it said that the percentage of teens who identify as atheists are double that of the general population. Okay, so teenagers, people my age, you know, young adults, that that demographic identifies as atheists more than double than the actual percentage of people. And if we want to see the actual percentage, 13% of young adults say they're atheists versus 6% of all adults. And even though 13% and 6% isn't that much, when you look at the difference between the demographics, that's huge. And one of the reasons that I think it's huge is because adults have gone through way more of life than young adults, okay? And they have reasons to think, oh, I don't want to believe in God. I live in a fallen world. But the fact that these young adults haven't gone through a lot and they still don't believe in God double the time that, you know, 6% of adults do, I think that's crazy. And I think that without God, of course, people are going to have anxiety. Of course, they're going to have anxiousness and just be flooded with all these stresses of the world and then have uneasiness and uncontrollable and irrational fears because when you don't have something to hold on to, the world can really mess up your way of thinking and your thoughts can deceive yourself, your feelings can deceive yourself. It it could get really messy. And you're probably thinking, okay, well, I'm a Christian and I have anxiety. What about me? I mean, I still believe in God, but he hasn't come for me yet. Well, I want to talk more about what's the most normal solution and response to anxiety. I would say therapy and medication. But guess what? Here's another statistic. Only 36.9% of people suffering with anxiety actually receive treatment. So while, 30, while 36.9% of people are you know, going to therapy, taking medication, the rest of the people that have anxiety they're not treating it right. I think a lot of young adults, especially, um, you know, we try to numb ourselves with experiences, with going to parties, with hanging out with friends, with just kind of burying all of this stuff underneath and trying to act like we're okay. Or sometimes we get so lost in social media, we seek the approval of others through posting, we're always scrolling, or we just try to seek the approval of others in everyday life. Uh, Sometimes we blame others, sometimes we try to bottle it up, we lash out, then bipolarism becomes a thing. So I think there are good ways that our world is trying to treat anxiety, therapy, medication, but there are also bad ways that we just fall to. And either way, I want to focus on the word treatment. So I know a lot of people and a lot of Christians, they do go to therapy, they do get uh, medication, and I don't know if I'm the one to say whether that's effective or not, but it's a treatment. And then when we fall to the things of the world and try to numb ourselves and fill ourselves up with, with all these things, which we all succumb to at least a couple of these things in our life, I and mean, we, all, we all try to search other places other than God for strength, and it never works out, but all these different solutions, good, bad, they're trying to treat the problem. But you know what God wants to do in your life? He wants to address the problem and offer a solution. He wants to eradicate this irrational and unreasonable unease and worry. Because there are things in this world that will stress us out. There are things that will worry us, but they are valid things. And God knows that life is stressful enough. He doesn't want you to have this anxiety that you can't explain. He doesn't want to have want you to have these dark thoughts and these weird worries. He doesn't want you to have this sense of fear. 
He wants you to realize that, yes, even though we live in a scary, dark world, you don't need to let this unreasonable and irrational and illogical fear hold you back from his plan. And so I, I know a lot of people, um, they do go to therapy and, and counseling and they do get medication. And for me, when I was younger, I actually did go to counseling for a little bit. And I was I was young. It, it didn't help me, you know, really at all. But I didn't go on medication either. But when I was growing up to, you know, 15 year old Isabel I know that if I went to therapy it would not have helped I know taking medication definitely wouldn't have helped the only thing that really helped me eradicate this weird unexplainable anxiety from my life was finally just bucking up sitting down with God and saying I'm done with this I'm done letting these thoughts control me I'm done letting Satan into my heart I am giving my life to you and yes it was a hard process and yes I had to go through many months of just trying to not think about certain things and praying to God and being busy but I was able to get out of it and let me tell you I've never had those weird thoughts again I never ever have I was able to overcome this weird unexplainable anxiety that is plaguing you know our generation and no amount of therapy, medication, or numbing myself with, you know, things of the world, none of that would have helped at all. But the biggest thing that helped was me showing up and saying, God, I, please help me. Give me strength. And I know that sounds way easier said than done. And I know for some people, they've tried that. It hasn't worked. But when it does come to wanting to get rid of these thoughts, you really have to fully trust God. And what I did was distract myself with good things that I could think about instead of filling my brain with fear and nervousness. And so I want to share just a couple tips um, about, you know, what I went through. And I really want you to still focus on the idea of do I want to treat my anxiety or do I want to offer a solution to it? Because they're very two different things. And I was able to figure out the solution that worked for me. And that's why I really want to make this podcast, not to get down on anyone who's going to therapy or has medication or who's, you know, looking to the wrong things to numb themselves. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad or feel less than. I just want to share for me what helped me in the fastest, most efficient way possible was just finding a solution and getting over it and focusing on, um, you know, what God wants me to do rather than just being lost in these weird thoughts. So that's really why I want to share these next three tips um, and that how it really helped me. And I, and I really hope it helps you. So my, my first tip is understand the root of anxiety. So we all know that we live in a fallen, uncontrollable world. It's not fair. And Satan wants to use anxiety, these irrational, weird sense of uneasiness. He wants to use this anxiety to get you off the path that God has set for you. And he wants you to stop running for God. He wants you to get off that path because he knows that he could control little things in your life and can make you just take your eyes off God and focus more on these weird feelings of fear. And Billy Graham once said, At its best, anxiety distracts us from our relationship with God and the truth that he is Lord of heaven and earth. And so I think the the root of this anxiety is that Satan just wants to get a hold of our minds. He, He wants to take captive our thoughts and give us these weird senses of worries that we can't explain. And I think the biggest reason why anxiety is so crippling is because we want a reason to back up the way we're feeling. We do. We want we want a, a logical reason to be like, oh, I feel this way because fill in the blank. But what this weird anxiety does is that we can't explain the reason we feel this way and that's why it scares us and that's how we think oh there can't be a solution because I don't even know what the problem is and that's exactly what Satan wants you to think and when I was younger 
that's really what went through my head. I'm thinking, okay, I want to get better. I want to stop feeling nervous, but I don't know what's wrong. And that leads me to my second tip. Realize that Jesus has overcome the world. Just because you can't explain what's making you nervous doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't know, doesn't know what the issue is. He knows how you're feeling. He knows what the root problem is. But guess what? He has overcome all the things of this world, all the fallen, broken parts of this world, all the anxiety, all the fear, all of these weird thoughts. He's overcome it all. So even if you don't know what's really going on, he's already overcome it. A beautiful Bible verse, John 16, 33 states, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And when I was younger, I would just kind of tell myself this a lot. Like, okay, don't really know what's wrong. I don't know what's going on. When I was like 14 years old, I thought, okay, I, I really don't know why I'm feeling this way. I, I have a, a great life. Why am I getting this emotional and feeling so anxious? But then I realized, okay, I can't figure it out. But God knows my heart. He knows exactly how I'm feeling. And that's why my favorite Bible verse is Psalm 139 verse 1. Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. He knows your heart. He knows exactly how you're feeling. And he wants to offer you peace. So just the second tip is release it to God. Understand that maybe you don't know what's going on. You may don't know why you have this unexplainable sense of uneasiness but God knows and he's here to help you and I know I've shared my faith story on this podcast before but I finally just released all of this sadness and this nervousness to God and I just said Lord please just take control of my life show me what you want to do in the day show me how you want me to use my gifts let me make my life reflect you and help me stop being so caught up in the own things I'm worrying about and I I think when we are um, trying to overcome anxiousness, we have to understand our own weaknesses. And one of my weaknesses is that I overthink everything. And that is, sometimes people say that's good, but it makes you stress out a lot about a lot of things. So even though I'm saying I've overcome anxiety, I still am probably one of the most stressed out people I've ever met because I always, uh, you know, want to work really hard. I don't ever really want to sit down and take a break. I always want to reach perfection. So I do get, you know, stressed about certain things. I do overthink a lot of things, but when I realized it about myself, when I was having these anxious thoughts, I understood that, okay, a way I could get out of these weird thoughts is by just focusing less on these little things and focusing more on the big picture. How does God want me to serve others? How does he want me to show love to people? What does he want me to put my energy and my thoughts and my time towards? And when I understood my weaknesses of overthinking and asked God to help me with that, he was able to bring me out of the weird anxiety that I couldn't explain. So one of my other tips, this isn't, you know, in my tips that I wrote down, but just as a side tip, look at yourself, think about your weaknesses, think about your strengths and try to maybe connect that to how you're feeling with anxious thoughts. And, you know, maybe if if you want to go to therapy, you know, ask your therapist, you know, tell them your story, say, okay, you know, here, this is what I'm going through. Can you notice any weaknesses in me and things that I could address? And on the point of therapy, once again, I don't want you to think that, you know, don't go to therapy, don't, you know, get a, a psychiatrist. But I think putting God at the center and depending on him first before other people, that's the biggest way you're going to see results and feel relief and have a solution. Because while, you know, these people that went to school for counseling and therapy, it's so important. You have to, of course, give your life to God first and ask him for help first. And then you could seek and search out some good counsel from other people that are trained in this and that's their gift that they want to share with the world. But seek God first and ask him for strength above all else because he knows your heart better than anyone does and even even a therapist and another point on this 
idea that Jesus has overcome the world, I just want to once again encourage you that, you know, we were not made for this world, so we can't let the world control us. We were actually made to help change the world, bring love to the world, and spread Jesus' light to the world. So when we're getting bogged down by everything going on and we can't really explain this anxiety, let's just step back and think, I'm not going to let the world take over my life. I'm not going to let these weird thoughts get control of me. I was made to do something with my life. So I'm going to put my energy towards using my gifts to help other people. And let me say this third point is take your thoughts captive. When you're able to take your thoughts captive and not let them control you and not let Satan control you with this weird sense of uneasiness, you will have so much freedom and then you'll be able to start focusing your thoughts and your energy by using your gifts to help other people and then you will feel that sense of peace that you were created to have. And for me, that's when I was able to really overcome my nervousness because we were created to help people. We were created with gifts. This is how we were created to use them. And so when we end up getting so worried about these random things we can't explain and we're not using our gifts and when we're getting stuck in a rut obviously we can't get out of the rut because we weren't created to live like this we were created to love others be kind be selfless focus on other people and their interests instead of just ourselves so what helped me is when i stopped focusing so much myself and i started focusing on you know doing really well in school, helping other people, being there for friends. I was doing what God created me to do, and that's when I have peace. And there's this really good verse, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So when you're having these weird thoughts, when you're just not, you can't explain why you have this fear and this worry, Take captive that thought. Say, this isn't true. I am saved. I am loved. I have a father in heaven that loves me so much and has a plan for me. I'm not going to let this weird feeling take over my day. I'm going to make my actions reflect him. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to not let Satan get involved and take me off the path of God. I'm going to ignore this weird thought and instead put my focus on God. I'm going to take this thought captive. And it took me many months when I was 14, 15 years old to do this. But finally, when I was about 16, I felt so much better. And I'm not saying any of this to boast or be like, oh, look at me. But really, it was a lot of work to take captive my thoughts. But when I did, that anxiety never came back because I realized that there's really nothing to worry about in this life because we have Jesus' love, we have his grace, and we know where we're going after we die. So really, there's not a lot to have these weird anxious thoughts about. Like, yes, there's stresses in the world. Yes, when you lose loved ones and family members, that causes grief and pain. But at the end of the day, Jesus loves us, he's there for us, so there's no real reason to have an unnecessary feeling of fear. And I also want to share this, this one line that I wrote down. You are in control of your thoughts and actions. Ask God for wisdom on what you could do to focus your thoughts on the right things instead of dark and manipulating worries. And so sometimes we can't do this on, well, we can never do this on our own. It's not a sometimes thing. We can't do this world on our own. So when we're trying to think about good things and push these weird thoughts out, pray to God and say, hey God, I need you right now. I need your, your help. I need your strength because I can't do this on my own. And then ask God for wisdom on ways you could focus on the right things. Things. Focus on things that bring you joy, bring you contentment. Ask him to search your heart and help you figure that out because he knows you so well. He knows exactly what will help you keep yourself from thinking about these dark thoughts. And just pray to him because there's so many times where I, I've prayed to him. And even now, sometimes when I'm stressed out, I think, okay, God, 
please help me just focus on something that's making me less stressed out because I need you right now. And he always pulls through. Whether it takes a while to answer the prayer or not, he always pulls through in the end. And that's what we love about God. And so the final Bible verse I want to share, just to end this podcast on a really good note and an exciting note, is this. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And... I challenge you, whenever you're feeling this weird sense of uneasiness, this weird anxiety, and honestly, I'm sure we've all felt it before. Like, not everyone has an anxiety disorder, but everyone, whether they're, you know, nine years old or they're 45 or they're 70, you have this weird, like, sinking feeling in your stomach. You can't explain this fear. We've had it at least once, okay? If you ever have that feeling, I challenge you, think on things that are lovely, admirable, pure, right? think about the things that help you feel content and feel at peace with God. For me, whenever I have that weird feeling or whenever I did a lot when I was younger, praying to God, talking to him, reading the Bible, talking to my friend, you know, surround yourself with a good group of Christians who just raise your mood. Have, you know, the Bible app on your phone or have a little tiny Bible next to you or just, you know, have your Bible in your car or your, in your backpack every time you need it. Listen to worship music. Have those backed up on your phone because when we listen to things that are pure, lovely, admirable, whatever is true and noble, whatever is right, that could take our focus away from these weird lies that Satan is telling us and this weird feeling he's entrapping us in and it could help us focus more on the truth that God wants us to draw our strength from and that really I mean this last verse that whatever what it's telling us think about these things that's what saved me from my anxiety when I was younger and if I didn't make the effort to ask God for help to not look to other people for help but just ask God for help that's how I was able to overcome it. And if I didn't do that, I probably still would be weird and anxious and have these weird thoughts that I couldn't explain, okay? And so I just, I really want to encourage you that, girl, God's got you. This weird sense of anxiety, this pandemic that is plaguing Generation Z, young adults, even, you know, older adults, this pandemic of anxiety that is hurting us and bringing us down, bringing us off the path God has for us, it doesn't have to win, okay? With corona, we're waiting for this vaccine to come out. But with this anxiety pandemic, you could stop it right now. Okay, the solution won't come that fast. I mean, for me, it took a long time, like many months. But right now, you can make the first step and say, okay, God, I'm not going to keep looking to these things of the world to numb me. I'm not going to, I'm going to stop solely depending on therapy and medication to just treat my problem. I want you to eradicate this this weird unnecessary anxiety for my life so that I could focus on you and girl God's got you because he created you to live in abundance with joy he created you not to focus your contentment and happiness on your circumstances but to focus it on the fact that he loves you so much and let me tell you when you understand in your heart that God loves you and has a plan for you that is the most peaceful thing that you could ever think that truth right there will be able to overcome any sense of anxiety you have, any weird thought. The fact that God loves you so much and wants to take care of you, that will give you peace. But I challenge you just to believe it. Understand that you shouldn't feel bad for feeling this way. Even if people don't understand it, some people may make fun of it. God is taking it seriously and he wants help get rid of it. 
So if you have any questions or you want some advice or need prayer requests, please reach out. I will have the email, my email and my Instagram linked in the show notes. And I just want to encourage you that you are not in this alone. God's got you. He loves you and he wants you to live a life of abundance and joy. 